because of my mom's journey of 30 years with it and it was life-changing and as a daughter I just felt the the need for us to connect more voices so that we had more resources and and so that's really uh, who Alzheimer's Speaks is and why we got started. Bottom line we're an advocacy company uh, providing multiple platforms to shift our dementia care from crisis to comfort around the world. We're also known as a media outlet due to our uh, various platforms. We have the radio station here. We have a blog, a website. Um, Dementia Chats is another uh, fascinating um, platform where I uh, facilitate a conversation with people living with dementia and what they want the world to look like. Um, what is dementia-friendly? What are families struggling with? And, and um, what are the moments of joy? So feel free to check those out at Alzheimer's Speaks. Uh, We also believe that uh, joining forces and sharing knowledge is really the only way we're going to shift the stigma of this disease and pull communities together so that everybody can continue to live purpose-filled lives. And at our core, we know that collaboration is the only way we're going to win this battle. And I have to thank each and every one of you. You see, your likes, your clicks, your shares have had a significant um, impact on Alzheimer's Speaks. It's allowed us to get recognized by Oprah as a health hero, Uh, from Maria Shriver as an architect of change for humanity and by Dr. Oz as the number one influencer online for Alzheimer's. And we didn't do that alone. We did that together. And so I share those accolades with all of you because I really do believe it's a a team effort. And I encourage you to continue to um, click and like and share with your Facebook friends, your Pinterest peeps, your Twitter tribes, um, your LinkedIn communities, everybody out there is pretty much uh, attached or knows somebody who's dealing with dementia who needs resources. And our resources um, aren't just us. There are many other voices, and that's why I feel so honored to be able to do this show. I also want to mention before I introduce our guest today that we're always looking for guests. And everyone, again, voice is welcome. So if you are living with a diagnosis of dementia, maybe you're caring for a family or a loved one, um, maybe you're a researcher, uh, maybe you've written a song or a poem, uh, maybe you have a business that can improve the lives, maybe you, you are just a major advocate for the disease or a congressperson, reach out to me. I'd love to talk to you and um, discuss having you on 
on the show and spreading the word of your work as well because we we all need as much information as possible. People also always ask me, you know, where are you going to be? Where can I meet you? And I do go around and do a lot of keynotes and training. And so in March, uh, the 6th through the 9th, I am going to be in uh, um, Indiana. And uh, we're going to be doing some screenings of the film His Neighbor Phil. And you can go to the website and get more information on that. But we're doing this through the library system, which I think is wonderful. And then March 15th to the 19th, I am going to be, where the heck am I going to be? I'm going to be down in Melbourne, Florida for a caregiver um, conference that will be just wonderful. And I'll also be doing some training down there. And then the end of March, March 26th through the 28th, I'm going to be out in Washington. Again, you can get more details. Just go to alzheimerspeaks.com if you're interested in setting up a time to meet. I I always love to to meet my audience and learn more. I also want to do a couple of shout-outs to um, some companies that I just adore So the Women's Alzheimer's Movement is a movement by Maria Shriver. They're known as WHAM out there. So if you see WHAM, they also put together an event called Move for Minds, which is going to be happening this June. And you'll be hearing more information about that um, later, um, probably in March. They're going to roll out their, their dates when all of that is to take place. But they're really looking into the research and kind of gender differences um, in terms of Alzheimer's disease and um, doing a great job raising funds and making sure that those dollars get where they need to go. Uh, you can check them out, again, at uh, thewomensalzheimersmovement.org. Uh, also, a lot of people dealing with dementia are worried about wandering. Is their loved one or their client going to wander? And no one knows the answer to that. I was lucky my mom had it for 30 years, but she never, ever wandered off. But they say statistically about 60% of the people will. And so the Call Alert Center really protects those um, with dementia and people who are vulnerable. Um, You can even cover your, your children, your college students, or if you're traveling even abroad or your pets. And just be set up in case there would be that emergency situation. And the Call Alert Center um, then can help you find them through, uh, through their push and um, that they do through mobile phone systems. And then they set you up for social media and work with the police as well. And the other company that I want to mention is the Alzheimer's Research and Prevention Foundation. <clears throat> I adore their work. They do a lot of, uh, their focus is really on holistic and um, prevention of the disease. And so if you're into, you know, exercise and diet and meditation, they are the place to go. They've got a, a wonderful new training program that's out. They do memory screenings as well. And they really try to integrate um, medicine and research and and um holistic modes together so um, feel free to to check them out their their website is alzheimersprevention.org alzheimersprevention.org 
And so, with no further ado, we are going to talk today with somebody who I usually give a shout out to, the American Senior Magazine. And I'm really excited to have this conversation with uh, CEO John Poltz. Um, he is the CEO of PS Lifestyles, which is the parent company to um, PS Salon and Spa and the American Senior, um, which is a wonderful uh, new magazine. He has run the organization since its inception in 2008, and PS was founded on a simple, really a simple, simple goal of just transforming, <clears throat> excuse me, transforming senior communities um, in their beauty shops into professional salons and spas. And now his organization has over 800 locations in 36 states and has performed over 4 million services. I just think that that is absolutely phenomenal. American Senior um, also launched in 2013 as a lifestyle magazine for seniors with topics ranging from nostalgia and health and wellness, has some great interviews, and um, spotlights notable older Americans. So welcome, John. I'm just thrilled that you're with us today. Thank you very much. Appreciate you having me on the show. Well, we have talked on and off, and I have used some of your products, and I have seen some of your beauty salons around the country, and they have been um, nothing less than impressed. So um, I'm excited to be able to share with our audience your work and and what you're doing. But before I kind of get into my line of questions, I always like to ask everybody uh, who I have on, um, and, and that one question that I like to ask is, have you been personally touched with family or friends with dementia? Uh, yes. I've had um, a few different family members uh, over the years afflicted with the disease, and uh, that's one of the driving forces in our in our businesses. Mo- most of us here at PS and around the country have someone uh, who has either been in our family or near our families who's been afflicted with the disease, and therefore, um, you know, it, it, it fuels the mission that we have to make life better for all seniors, whether they are um, suffering from dementia or not, frankly. Okay. Now, you today we're going to kind of focus on the American Senior Magazine. And how did you how did you get started, you know, with that concept going basically from, you know, beauty shops uh to a magazine? Well, it was interesting. As you as you mentioned before, we did start out as uh initially just a salon and spa operator and mm-hmm. uh that was in August of 2008. And by year five uh, in 2013, we had already expanded across about 15 states in the country. And one day, um, we were requested from a community for some more materials in addition to the materials that we had normally printed for our marketing purposes. And uh, in the course of one conversation uh, we had internally, we realized that we had access to lots of material lots of professionals ranging from social workers to gerontologists. And uh, in an afternoon, we basically decided, well, we might as well pull all this together and create something more interesting, entertainment-oriented, leisure-oriented for seniors. And, of course, in the salon space and in in a salon model, reading material is very important. Um, And within a month, we had found, uh, through a a personal network, 
the woman who became the editor in chief of of PS Magazine at the time. That's Christina Burns, and she's still the editor uh, for American Senior Magazine. Uh, and so began our journey into the idea of magazine publishing and printing. And here we are today, four years later, uh, enjoying some 20 plus issues already printed, uh, but, now, but we now continue to network through all of the connections we've made throughout the senior space and the aging professional space to keep drawing content and more interesting uh, lifestyle and other entertainment pieces for our, our network. So it, it, it became very quickly something that was part and parcel to our salon model because the two are so closely associated. And it's been a, it's been a very inspiring part of our, of our business over the last four years. Well, it makes a lot of sense um, to have that. Like you said, the first thing I do when I go into a salon is I, you know, grab a magazine if I have to wait and and things. And so, I, and I, I always tell people I didn't say this one uh, earlier, but one of the things that I love is your large print, and it's just crisp. It's 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 um, nice size to be able to hold on to, and the articles are are very well done. And um, I find it educational, and it's always uplifting. I, do you hear that a lot from people? We do. And, and um, to give you to elaborate a little bit further on what you're saying, as we started looking at launching the magazine, we did a lot of research, and I think we identified what pretty much still exists today, which is a big gap in the print publishing world for um, – entertaining and leisure pieces for the senior demographic. Many of the trade journals or periodicals that are out there that you can buy through magazine stores or online, Amazon, for instance, tend to deal with health-related issues for seniors, not pop culture or um, pro-aging entertainment issues and, and activities for seniors. So PS Magazine in the beginning, today American Senior Magazine, really evolved out of what we saw from both our customers in the salons and what we noticed in the space that this, there was a gap there. Uh, so all the content that we source and create is geared towards that celebration of aging theme where, you know, you're 80, 90, maybe even in our senior communities, especially, and you know, you're not broken. You're not only important because you have arthritis or because you, you are sick. And, you know, we, we, we found that as we started, developing the magazine and seniors were exposed to it, they gravitated towards it because it was a celebration of them. And, and the interviews that we do with people like historically Ed Asner or Roger Moore or Eric Braden, um, Dear Abby, you know, they were of the same age and, and group, but we were speaking to their peers. Uh, and it, it, it really connects well with the senior demographic because they're finding in our stories and our content a dignified voice that's not patronizing to them, but it's respectful of them. It's celebrating, you know, their 60, 70, 80 years on the planet. Uh, and it's, it's, it's getting more popular by the day. Yeah, well, one of the things, I mean, I, I'm, I don't hit the, the 80, 90-year-old category. You know, I'm pushing 60, though. And, and I find it very entertaining, and I, I find it very educational too. And I um, I love I, I love this this like I said the solid, positive but lightheartedness. Um, just the I guess it's just the wisdom that rolls out of your interviews um, with your people. You know they're they're not it, it's it's something that'll make you feel good after you read it. 
And that's hard to find these days, especially in the news sector. And so I, I really, truly do appreciate that. Um, now, one of the things that I wanted to um, ask about is uh, how do you feel, you know, the American Senior Magazine can support the caregiver experience? I think it does already in many ways, um, both um, indirectly and then uh, increasingly directly. So uh, initially, just the, the, the existence of the magazine in the senior demographic is something that is engaging and empowering for the seniors who read it themselves. Uh, but when we think about the caregivers, and, and I should point out in our world, in, in PS, our, our larger organization, uh, everywhere we turn, we are encountering the caregiver demographic in the United States. You know, in our in our salons, we have now almost 1,400 professional cosmetologists, the nail technicians uh, around the country. Many of them are squarely in the 40 to 60 year old caregiver demographic. So most of our employee base is what I would consider quintessential American adult caregivers or adult children of seniors. Uh, and then, of course, in our senior community locations where our salons are operating. Um, we're, we're in almost 800 locations. There are about 150,000 or so employees in those organizations who are all, I think, classified as caregivers. Uh, and then, of course, the third wheel there is uh, the adult children of our senior customers in our salons who we also correspond with, uh, you know, through our salon activities and things like that. And, and they're the, the adult children of seniors in the senior community. So everywhere we turn, we encounter a caregiver. And we're always thinking, how can we as an organization diffuse complexity or reduce pressure on the caregiver by not only empowering the resident or the senior, but also directly and indirectly helping the lives of a caregiver. Uh, and then the magazine has become an excellent tool for that because um, as we've noticed over the years, initially in the senior community environment, uh, social workers or adult um, uh, excuse me, activity directors, resident life directors would use, begin using the magazine and its content for engagement. So if you look through the magazine, you see certain of our sections, you have the remember when section, you have our features, you have our interviews. Chances are in every issue, you're gonna come across one or more topics that are gonna be engaging for seniors in any, in any atmosphere, any environment. Uh, what we're seeing in senior living is the magazine is becoming a formalized tool for a group engagement where a resident life director, for instance, whether in a dementia community or a non-dementia community, would assemble a few um, seniors in a, in, a, in a room as a group setting, if you will, and use parts of the magazine, the topics to lead a group discussion, <coughs> talk about an event, trigger memory, it, whatever makes sense. But you know, our, what we're seeing is that our magazine is becoming uh, something of a an asset in the caregiver space because the content within our magazine, to your point, is very light and lively. That lots of people can relate to the different pop culture or other themes that are within it. So it provides a very easy platform for anyone to pick up and use as an engagement vehicle for seniors. And when you think about caregivers and some of the things that they need, especially the professional caregivers here in, in the United States, resources aren't always unlimited. Uh, nor is time. So something like our magazine can become an inexpensive resource and something that prepackages engagement within the pages of what we're already doing. We've now given uh, you know, a, a big win to a caregiver to have a better experience and a better engagement with their, with their loved ones. 
Oh, definitely. So, and it's it's rare to find um, a product like that that really becomes an engagement tool, you know, and can be used in in so many different ways. There, um, it sounds like we've got a little movement going on. I'm not sure if that's uh, the internet or connection or or not. Um, are you hearing that on your end, John? I am not. No, I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Um, Let me know if we continue. Okay. Not a problem. Uh, Sometimes it just happens. That's technology. And what I love with my audience is there are, they say that's just such a minor little thing. (laughs) You know, um, they, they want the, they want the content in comparison to what they're dealing with. Why don't you tell people um, just briefly how the magazine is distributed? um, Because I know sometimes people can't listen to the whole show, but I want to make sure that they get that, that information on, you know, how can they, how can they either subscribe um, and how is it distributed? Uh, sure. So through our website uh, at AmericanSeniorMagazine.com, you can subscribe to uh, the magazine either for single subscriptions, you can purchase it as a gift subscription. Uh, and then there also we have what we refer to as our program enhancement package, which is um, the resident or senior engagement package we were just talking about, where uh, a senior community or a senior center can purchase. Uh, what well, effectively is a bulk subscription of 25 issues um, for each issue released during the year, and that would include a companion guide of uh, events and ideas and activities related to it. And that would be our group engagement package. But all of that's available at uh, AmericanSeniorMagazine.com uh, and through okay. um, our direct dial on our phone number 888-792-3212. Okay, wonderful. Um, why don't you tell us, because you guys have done um, some work with the, the Women's Alzheimer's Movement with Maria Schreiber. Why don't you tell our audience about that? Because I know that you really do uh, support the dementia arena. So, Sure. So last year uh, we had the good fortune of being introduced to Maria and her team and uh, learned about the Move for Minds movement. Uh, and American Senior uh, and one of our other brands uh, here at PS were sponsors of the Move for Minds event. And we, of course, donated some money, but also some of our time. Uh, and we sent um, about 50 or 60 or so people to each of the six events at the Equinox facilities across the country. Uh, it's a wonderful organization. Uh, again, bringing, bringing that back to our world here in PS, you know, as a national salon and spa operator in senior communities, um, roughly 85, 90% of our customers are women. So the women's Alzheimer's movement and the the narrative and the, and the message from them about how well, effectively two-thirds or more of all Alzheimer's afflicted seniors are women uh, speaks to us and to our demographic in a very particular way because we see and, and live in the same adult uh, female space in the senior space with our salon. So we felt a lot of cultural alignment with their mission and of course, any time that we can be a part of an organization that's promoting awareness for not only dementia um, issues, but also preventative measures like connecting exercise and moving your body for, for brain health. You know, those are some of the topics you'll find in American Senior Magazine. So the, the cultural and mission uh, overlap between the two organizations made sense, and we were very happy to be a part of the, of the organization. Are you going to be involved again this year, do you think? Or? 
I believe so. Yeah, we are, we <laughs> haven't uh, engaged in the process yet, but I do like the new platform uh, that they're looking at by expanding it from just one day to um, six days, or excuse me, the entire month of June, if I understand correctly. So um, we're very much excited about having a conversation uh, with their team and seeing where American Senior can participate again. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to to hear the rollout on that as well. I think that that's a great idea to have a broader base. And you, uh, I believe you were a panelist in one of the locations last year, correct? Yeah, yeah, I was out in California in Irvine, and so that was a lot of fun. Um, and it was just a, an amazing panel of people. So I got to meet the, just great people, um, not only on the panel but those that came out um, to the event as well. And so yeah, it was it was quite the honor and, and a lot of fun, really a lot of fun. Um, and then got to meet Maria who is so down to earth and just just the nicest gal in the world. Um, just um, She's so committed. I just, I, I love her heart. And I have to give a plug while we're talking about her. If people um, haven't signed up for her, she has a newsletter she puts out on Sundays called the Sunday Paper that's really just uplifting and inspiring and, and talks about change and and getting involved in all different aspects of life and it's it's a it's a neat little thing that you can subscribe to as well there but um yeah i i am so glad you guys got involved with her but i also know that you have been a really strong supporter of the alzheimer's association over the years so um if you wouldn't mind sharing how you're involved with them as well oh sure so I've spent a few uh, different days at their headquarters in Chicago getting to learn more about the organization uh, and over the last decade or so have really come to respect the work that they do uh, and appreciate the challenges that they not only face themselves uh, as an organization, but then as well with their demographic and trying to reach as many people as possible. So uh, wherever possible, um, PS has always considered the size and scale of our network as open to partners like the Alzheimer's Association, and any time that we can take a message from, say, the Alzheimer's Association and broadcast it through our network, we, tr we try to do that. So um, the way we've activated that over the last couple of years has been um, during the longest day events, which the Alzheimer's Association has been promoting now for the last couple of years, um, our PS Salon and Spa brand has been a sponsor, and we've had uh, awareness events in our salons on the longest day, which is always the first day of, of summer every year, the longest day of the year. Um, so we've done everything from purple colors, purple nail polish celebrations, raising money, raising funds, raising awareness. And it also gives us a chance to partner with local community um, Alzheimer's Association chapters or the senior communities themselves and create as much of a stir and much of a, as awareness as we can through, through the longest day event. We also sponsor walk teams around the country. Uh, we did one here in Cleveland not that long ago uh, at our corporate office. Um, so the, the, the Alzheimer's Association has a huge lift. Uh, but what, what struck me the most during one of my visits to their headquarters was when I visited their call center and learned what I thought was a disturbingly low statistic that even though the Alzheimer's Association's call center, which is uh, usually populated with master social workers answering the phone, offering free advice for, senior, for seniors or for family members around the country, um, they were receiving less than 400,000 calls a year. And when you think about the number 
of Americans with Alzheimer's and then how many more family members are associated with those people, we're in the you know, 10 to 15 million range. Um, so one of the things that we've tried to do through American Senior is help promote the Alzheimer's Association's call center and we've been running a free full page ad for them in our magazines for at least the last two years. Uh, again, trying to help build awareness because programs like that that are free and funded through grants or federal support of the Alzheimer's Association, we're, we'd love to make those more available to families and seniors throughout the country. So, um, you know, we we at PS are very supportive of all of the all of the Alzheimer's Association's initiatives. And wherever we can play a role, that's where we're going to try and be. Oh, that's fantastic! And I, I have to tell you, just in the last year, I have heard um, just a phenomenal response about the call center. Um, prior to that, I, I wasn't I wasn't hearing the positive feedback. That doesn't mean it didn't exist. I just wasn't hearing it. But but I am hearing a lot about it. So I I don't know if it's reaching more people or if they are answering the phones different or if it's a combination of the above. Um, but people have just said it's been a lifesaver for them, and uh, they highly highly recommend that. And so that's <clears throat> that's nice to uh, nice to be able to pass on. Uh, for people now, um, with with dementia, you know, it's just such a hot topic out there, and you know, a lot of times we focus on, you know, the the care partner, the caregiver, the care companion, um, whatever you choose to call them. But the person with dementia, a lot of times, is you know, it can still be very young out there and um, still like to read themselves. And so when when doing, you know, designing your magazine and stuff, do you pick, um, I'm, I'm sure you have a catalog of topics and stuff that you're going to cover, but do you, what, what, I guess, subjects or topics do you feel would, would meet um, the needs or desires of somebody with dementia um, as well as their care partner? Uh, I'd say more more of them than not. You know, the the magazine is designed first ergonomically for seniors in general. So the large print, the grippable paper, make it easier to handle and read. Uh, and most of the content, I think, is I would say uh, care level independent. Where um, you know the stories, the content, the articles are for seniors. Those with dementia or not, I think, is um, is a is not exactly our 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 mission from a publishing standpoint, but there mm-hmm. are definite areas in the mm-hmm. in the magazine um, that we have included and have embellished with pictures and whatnot to create triggers for memory or create triggers for for awareness and conversation. So the remember when section, for instance, is probably one of the most popular sections of the magazine, where we have a couple pages celebrating different events or ideas or topics from different decades throughout the, the last 60, 70 years. Again, trying to connect our readers to points of interest in their past. So whether you're a senior with dementia or not, obviously there's some relationship there that would be recognizable. But um, you know, the Remember One section is a place where either a senior by themselves or a caregiver working with someone or, or sitting with someone can walk through memory lane, so to speak, uh, and talk through images that should trigger memory, trigger events, uh, trigger thoughts of interaction with other people, and you know any, anything that we can do to help spark those types of conversations. That's the kind of of content we're trying to include in the Remember When section. Otherwise, we have articles all the time from 
professional gerontologists or um, uh, other other article writers related to nutrition, mind, body, health, and wellness topics that would you know work either for seniors with dementia or without dementia. So any time that we're looking at uh, the content, you know, I think we're thinking this is good for seniors in general. Ideally, the readers or the caregivers working with our readers can self-evaluate the, the material and find a, a topic or a story or a person in an interview that's going to relate to the individual. Mm-hmm. Well, and one of the things, too, in, you know, when I ask that question is I don't think people are necessarily looking for a magazine that's going to just educate them on, on dementia. I think sometimes they just want something that makes them feel normal again. You know, it's it's about the whole person and, and giving them something that they can converse with others about as well. Um, or do the reminiscing, you know, what, whatever it is right. that triggers. But something of, like you said, that values um, the whole person in their history. Um, and so I, I really I enjoy that a lot. Now, your readership, of course, is, is national. And do you do any internet? Do you have any international readers at this point, or is that a is that uh, a target? We're aware of a couple, uh, definitely some in Canada. Um, we've had a few over the years show up in places like Australia, New Zealand, um, nothing much more than that outside of the country. Um, but back to your point earlier as well, you know, our, our goal in the magazine is not to silo seniors in a specific vein of their existence. So to your point, we're, we're looking to make it as broad-based and as culturally pervasive as possible. So we, we, try, and, we try and hit as many topics of interests that we can, so we're not speaking to just one type of senior or one type of ailment of a senior, for instance. Um, and that mm-hmm. that is that is finding that is finding a national acceptance because we're you know, we're a national company. We we have operations in 36 states in our salons. We understand that seniors in the Northeast might have a different per, you know, persuasion than some in the Midwest and then those on the West Coast. So, um, you know, we we listen to our customers, we hear what they like, what they don't like, especially in our salons, if you can imagine the, the kinds of dialogue that we hear on a <laughs> daily basis. Uh, you know, and a lot of that is filtered up throughout the years, and it's become a, a part of our mission of how we listen to and empathize with seniors. And I think that that's reflected in the magazine, and it's it's reflected in our, our appreciation for them as individuals. And, you know, to their credit, they, they deserve our respect and you know, the dignity from us to listen to them. And if the magazine can be anything for us, our goal is for it to be a reflection of the value of seniors and the celebration uh, that we have with them for their, their age, their experience, their lifestyle. And, you know, if, if we can help in educate and entertain them during, you know, our time with them, I feel like we, we feel like we've done something worthy of ourselves for them. Mm-hmm. Well, that's wonderful. Well, and you know, now we have such cultural differences too, um, in terms of uh, your readership. I would imagine that 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 kind of broadens the, the bag as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah, uh, without question, we we span again the entire country, every demographic. Um, you know, every every race in the country, every religion in the country is in our world. So we we think. We think about all that as we think about the editorial calendar and the content and our interviewees and who we can, who we can inspire to be a part of the magazine. It, every every aspect of that becomes a part of the fabric of American Senior. Okay. And I, and I, think, that's, I think that's important today in light of the 
the current political and cultural climate in the United States, uh, you know, we're we're not looking to advocate in any one specific area or direction. We we view American senior as a catch-all for all seniors in the United States, um, and of course, any any person anywhere. So, you know, any anything that we can do to bring people together across different boundaries of race or culture or religion, you know, we're we're not going to change the world at American senior, but we're also not going to add to the turbulence uh, of the culture in the way that we present the magazine and the content in there. We want to bring mm-hmm. people together across lines. So when you're looking, like so many people are, are covering all the political jazz that's going on right now, do you kind of steer away from that and, and you know, go for more of that, the, the history and the substance and the wisdom versus going down what I call the rabbit hole, which is like, you know, what bomb went off today <laughs> with our with our political process. No, for sure. I, I think people have access to any uh, any amount of that information that they want on a, a real-time basis. You know, as, as I know you've covered on your show as well, um, there's sort of a, a I think a maybe a misunderstanding out there that seniors aren't connected or aren't as up to date um, through technology access for new information. And, and of course they are. Um, so, you know, the magazine is not meant to be an addition, uh, additional resource for news or political commentary at all. Um, you know, we, we, we do actively steer away from it. And again, I think, I think our goal is really to help people ignore some of the noise that might be out there because you know it's, it's hard to avoid some of the commentary or some of the topics that are typically out there now today in our culture. And if the magazine can be a, a respite and an oasis and a refuge even from some of that, then then we're doing our job because that's our goal is to inspire and uplift spirits, not to, not to bog people down in the day-to-day that we're all confronted with here in the United States right now. Yeah. So would you say it's more uh, on the line of entertainment versus, um, you know, the political news type information and what they'll, what they'll get out of your magazine? A hundred percent pro aging mm-hmm. lifestyle entertainment only. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just, uh, I think it's wonderful. Have you guys ever considered doing audio magazines? I, I don't know if that's even possible. I don't know if anyone's ever done that. I've heard of audio books, but I just think with our, you know, with the group that I work with, with dementia and also with caregiving at large, and then I look at the aging population, um, sometimes, you know, um, being able, that ability to read can be difficult. And so, um, you know, if, if you ever considered doing a, an audio magazine, I think it would be really interesting um, and kind of edgy for people to be able to, you know, plug that in and have it be read to them. No, it's a very that's a very interesting uh, thought actually. We we have not looked at recording uh, any narration or reading of the magazine. Uh, I do like to think that somewhere out there, as our magazine is distributed, there are caregivers or maybe even better younger adults or children reading the magazine uh, to a senior. I think that would be a, a wonderful moment um, if that would happen. But I, 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 to your point, I, I do find. That there is a large audio book and you know audio culture, if you will, for literature. So um, I'm actually going to pocket that idea, if you don't mind, and think about that because that's not something we've looked at. But I do like the idea of recording um, the reading of some of our articles and making those available mm-hmm. 
That's a great idea. Yeah. Well, it could be a great way even to archive articles for, you know, for your kit, too, that people subscribe to. Um, so that they don't necessarily always have to do the work and can use some multimedia um, in there. Um, and then I'm just going to mention, because I always try to, you know, make connections for people. I interviewed a group from the U.K., and they have a, an app called Read Clear. And one of the things that I liked with their app, and they only have – um, right now, UK um, products loaded. They have some books and stuff, but for, as far as newspapers and, and magazines, um, loaded into their app. But they're looking at expanding, and I thought you would be a great, um, a, a great one to position with them because it allows people, as their eyesight changes, to um, be able to read a publication if they need to read it a line at a time because looking at a whole page is just too much to them. Or if they, um, it, or, it can, or it can be read to them as well. Um, but there's some cool variables there that might be of interest to you or might give you some ideas as well. But it's readclear.co.uk. And um, you know, I'm always trying to, you know, I'm talking with people with, with dementia. You know, everyone wants to be as independent as possible, and so all these alternatives just help us. Um, if it's if it's dementia, if it's just aging, I mean, I know I can't read a dang thing without my glasses anymore, and um, and yet I got to take them off if I want to look for you know far and stuff. So, um, sure. but, but all those things. All those things that can help us uh, still feel independent and still be engaged and and powerful and purposeful are are, are good, I think, to consider. But John, what's on the horizon for you guys? I, you know, knowing you, you're always kind of stirring the pot and looking, you know, looking to expand and stuff. Um, so, so what are you thinking about? Can you share? Uh, yeah, well, we're, we're, I appreciate how you said that because we are always thinking about other ways to innovate and provide more value in the space, uh, in, in the broader aging services space. With regards to the magazine, uh, you know, our goal in 2018 is to continue producing the quality we have in the past and, of course, uh, try to expand the readership base through lots of partnerships. Um, I would say this year, 2018, will be the year where we will see the magazine land in uh, – more larger partnership relationships outside of the senior living space, ideally uh, with some hospital systems and other uh, large systems around the country, I think are, are gaining interest in the magazine. So, uh, you know, our goal is to make it as widely available for seniors as possible and increase the partnerships that, uh, that can come along with, with that increased circulation. So, um, you know, this, this, last, uh, this last quarter and fourth quarter of 2017, uh, American Senior Magazine sponsored a radio program uh, throughout the Northeast, which was um, very successful and a lot of fun to do. Um, it was with uh, four, uh, sorry, with six FM radio stations from Philadelphia up until up into Maine, and the program was called Salute to Seniors, and the program requested the audience, the listening audience, to submit seniors in their communities for on-air recognition celebrating the events of their lives and the contributions that they've made to their local communities. And American Senior Magazine was the, the very proud sponsor of that program. Uh, in over 12 weeks, um, each radio station recognized 12 seniors, and they, they broadcast their stories on air, their profiles were made available online, and their, community, their local communities came together to celebrate 
these people and their achievements. And at the end of each of this, at the end of the 12 weeks, we had a, a luncheon celebration where they all came and we met everyone and had a, a nice meal and, and spoke about their stories and learned about who they were and their families could come and celebrate them. So, um, you know, putting the magazine out there, not only on the radio waves, but then bringing uh, people together through these events was a lot of fun. And I think that could be something we would replicate again in 2018, um, potentially in a different part of the country. Last year mm-hmm. in the Northeast, we, we might look at another part of the country this year and continue expanding on that, that model of um, celebrating aging through multiple mediums with, um, you know, with average American citizens outside of the senior living environment, which is typically where we play. So, uh, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, we love, we love waking up in the morning and looking out to the horizon and wondering what we can do next. Uh, and with our salons, with our magazine, uh, you know, we have lots of ways to interact and connect with people. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're in the business to make people feel better, make them think think better about themselves. And if we can do that in a salon or through print, uh, then, you know, then, like I said, we're, we're living out our mission and having a good time. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Well, that's, uh, I, I just, I love how you have your community involvement. You know, you're not just this, this entity, I mean, everybody wants to make money, but you're, you, you really have your, your hand with your heart. And, um, and I, I think we don't have enough of that in this world. And so I appreciate how you've structured your company and, and your, your ethics and your philosophy uh, behind what you do. So kudos, kudos to that. Um, anything else that you want to share about um, American Senior? Anything else well, uh, that you'd like to I'm, share? Um, not really sure. I think we've covered most of the most of the activities that we're looking at doing this year. I think um, you know we're we're excited about um, all of our businesses growing and expanding. Because uh, to your point earlier, and I appreciate the way you said that, you know we we here find that if you do the right thing, if you lead with the right values. Our, our business grows organically from there. And, you know, the, the sort of financial part of being in business takes care of itself if you treat people the right way. So whether it's our magazine uh, or our salon and spa business, you know, first and foremost, we want to make sure we're taking care of our customers and providing a better lifestyle for them. And uh, our, our our customers seem to appreciate that, and they reward us with their, their time and their service and their attention. So, um, you know, we're we're looking forward to another successful year here. And, enjoying uh, time with people like yourself and celebrating what we do and, and making our uh, our customers' lives better. Great. And I have to thank you, too, because you, you also supported us on our dementia-friendly cruise that we did this fall. And um, it, that was just so, so nice and generous. Uh, you, you gave us subscri- uh, magazines for everybody uh, who went on the cruise and then also donated some spa products, which was much appreciated. And um, a lot of fun. People really enjoyed those. So, um, again, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, before we close, we've got about 10 minutes. Do you want to talk a little bit about the um, PS uh, salons and spas and just give sure, people a little more information on that? Because um, I just, I, I, I love them. <laughs> I think they're just fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, maybe a little bit of the, sorry. But no, I was going to say, why don't you start out with the history, and that's perfect where you're going. So go ahead. Yeah, sure. So um, 
uh, we started the the company Salon PS uh, back in August of 2008 here in Northern Ohio. Uh, my co-founder, gentleman named Scott Fisher, and I uh, are the P and the S. P is the first initial of my last name, Polotz. Uh, S is the first initial of Scott's first name, of course. And uh, yeah, we we started here um, in August of 08 with the idea of professionalizing the salon and spa amenity, uh, often referred to as the beauty shop in the senior living community space. And in Northern Ohio at the time, um, we identified what we thought was a, a lack of professional and commercial-like salon and spa services in senior living communities. And um, it turns out that Northern Ohio is the same as pretty much all the states in the country where um, the, there's a salon inside a senior community uh, there are, as you know, 55, 60,000 communities across the country, and everywhere we go, we find pretty much the same situation where you have a salon inside of a senior community building that is uh, operated by a typically well-intentioned and very talented independent hairstylist, uh, and while they are probably very successful in what they do um, for uh, the, ser the residents that they're seeing, Today and moving forward with the changing demographics of senior living, uh, especially with the younger boomers moving in and, and the concept of the salon model changing, senior communities are typically in need of a partner in the salon and spa space that can provide more than just what one individual can provide. So PS has grown over the last 10 years, um, helping senior communities and independent stylists uh, develop a larger platform and deliver a better platform of professional salon services inside the senior community environment. So as I mentioned earlier, I believe we've now, we now employ almost 1400 people across the country and they're all engaged in the day-to-day -day delivery of salon and spa services across the senior living continuum. Uh, we have salons in memory care communities. We have salons in continuing care retirement communities and any level in between. Uh, and our mission is very simple. You know, we're we're there to elevate the individual experiences and personal dignity of all of the residents that we see, and then by extension, their caregivers, their adult children, their family members. So uh, it's a wonderful business model for, as from a business standpoint, but emotionally speaking, uh, there's nothing that we could do that could give more value and give more of ourselves to the senior demographic. And pretty much everyone who works at PS is mission driven to deliver that kind of a quality of life enhancement to the senior demographic. And, uh, it, you know, as I mentioned earlier, everywhere we turn, we either employ caregivers, work with caregivers, or serve caregivers by taking care of their parents. And I think if I can speak for all of our employees, we feel like we're making a difference in the senior demographic every day. And you mentioned in the beginning of the show, we will, uh, we, we're crossing our 4 millionth service here in the next few weeks. Uh, when, and when we think about that's 4 million interactions with at least 4 million seniors over the last 10 years, that's a big number. And it's a number we're very proud of. And we'd like to think that that's enhancing quality of life, maybe even prolonging life for some people because we're, 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 we're elevating dignity and attention of oneself. And anytime that we do that, we may be improving the outcome of someone's life. So. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's been a wonderful ride. We're only 10 years in and uh, you know we're all looking at the next 10 as uh, exciting and growth oriented and doing as many things as we can to elevate uh, you know, the, the lifestyle for, for seniors.
Well, you know, one of the things too. I mean, I think I think your idea and the company is is has a brilliant concept because people did just kind of look at it as the beauty shop, and it, but people didn't go into the depth and the importance of what that beauty shop does and how it makes people feel and how it and what you've done is to enhance that to even bring that to a higher level. And so when you walk into these shops, I mean, they look like any shop you could walk into off the street someplace. Um, you know, the way they're laid out and designed and feel, it doesn't feel like a commercial nursing home assisted living, you know, beauty shop per se. And um, and, and I think that that is is a really important statement to people's individuality and um, just that that um, feeling of of normalcy and yeah. and you've raised the bar to that and um, you know one of your products um, well a couple of your products I've tried the the um, Oh, I can't even, the mitts for your hands and for your feet. And, oh, my gosh, I can't, I, I can't talk highly enough about those. They're they just absolutely fantastic. And, I mean, they make your hands just feel amazing. And I've had a lot of different treatments that I've tried and stuff. But, um, and, I, and he's not paying me to say this, guys. <laughs> They're just really, really great, great products. And uh, so it's... Um, it's that delivery of service and promise um, and, and the follow through and, and the way it makes you feel. I mean, when you, you know, if it's getting your hair done or, you know, your, your nails or, um, you know, your, um, you're getting a manicure and just being able to touch your hands and go, they're soft again. <laughs> you know? And it might have gotten all that rough, but I still notice the difference. And, um, sure. you know, it's those, it's those little things that um, just give us kind of that calm and peacefulness inside. And, and I don't think we can ever, or that we should ever overlook that. And I think many times in this rat race that we live in, it gets, it gets overlooked way too often. And so, you know, again, thank you for slowing down the pace and getting people to appreciate what really warms their hearts and and fills the soul um, and is relationship based. So, yeah, I, but I, if, I can, if I can give you a, oh, sorry. Oh no, go ahead. No, I was, was going to give you one more anecdote that I think might be relevant, especially for your audience. But you you, you may remember a few months ago we announced our partnership with Paul Mitchell. Um, which is a pretty pretty unique relationship and a first for senior living. And we've started uh, converting our products in our salons to Paul Mitchell products. And um, not surprisingly, a few weeks ago, we had a story ripped through um, the emails and, and the, the news boards in our, in our company of uh, a moment in a senior community in Connecticut where a resident with dementia uh, had a memory-triggered moment because our hairstylist, use the Paul Mitchell tea tree shampoo and conditioner on her during a service and the smell and the tingling sensation from that shampoo triggered memory of her uh, where she remembered using that product earlier in her life um, mm -hmm. so you know we, we had we sort of had our first crossover uh, to your point where you know our salons are geared towards the individual and and they are uh, we're proud to have our salons reflect commercial salon quality whether it's in the aesthetics or the products 
Um, but now we're excited because even our products are potentially elevating the lifestyle of a, of a resident. I mean, the, the thought of triggering memory in a dementia resident with a hair care product is something we hadn't really considered until it mm -hmm. happened. Uh, and now, and now that it's out there, and the, and the Paul Mitchell brand is a 35-year storied brand, and many women have used the products over the course of their lives. Um, you know, we just think we we found another uh, diamond in the rough, if you will, where our product partner now is helping us connect with our clients in ways that even we hadn't imagined or could. So, um, you're right; it, it is a special place in in a senior's life. The, the hair salon is a is a, a place for culture and interaction and conversation and, and in our world too, a place potentially to trigger memory and, and elevate the lifestyle of, a, of someone with dementia. So we're, we're very proud of them. I thank you for okay. letting me uh, share that with your audience today. Oh, that's neat. That's uh, that's very cool. And I was a Paul Mitchell girl in my in my day too. So yes, I remember the tea, the tea oil and the tingling and stuff. But again, it just goes into the importance of of really um, understanding how all our senses capture memory, and yep. and how that can be relived, and the importance of that is is incredible. So, again, kudos to you and your team and all you do. And um, I always love touching base with you because um, you just you just lift me up in terms of the type of work that you do. And, and the um, the ethics and the standards. And I know that your staff all go through training and stuff too um, in your salons for for your sectors, uh, you know, that you're marketing to, which is which is absolutely fabulous as well. And now your magazine is a is an engagement tool that professionals and families can use uh, to engage and um, and entertain themselves as well. So um, multifaceted and um, a wonderful work. So thank you so much. I want to make sure that people have your website again. Um, that's www.americanseniormagazine.com. That's again www.americanseniormagazine.com. And you can also email them if you'd like at americansenior at pslifestyle.com. That email again would be American Senior at pslifestyle.com. And again, thank you for all the cool work that you're doing, John. Appreciate it. Oh, Laura, thank you. And uh, thank you. And congratulations to you also for everything you're doing. You have a fantastic program, and we, uh, we're very much honored to be a part of it. So good luck to you, and uh, we look forward to coming back maybe in the future. Yes, we'd love to have you back. You know that. Um, for our listeners, I just want to remind you, too, that March 2nd is the deadline coming up to submit your films to the Nero, uh, Nero Film ugh, tongue tip twister here for me, Nero Film Festival. Uh, and again, you can just put in uh, 2018 Neuro Film Festival and you'll get information. But they're giving some grand prizes of uh, $1,000 in four different categories away. So check that out. And if you visit alzheimerspeaks.com, again, uh, download your free tips in terms of engaging and feel free to share. Um, would love to hear from you if you have any comments. And have a blessed week, everyone. Bye now.
Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the Wayshowers who will help your journey a lot easier.